Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen, glory to God. Welcome to the program. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you've got a hot cup of coffee or tea there. Or maybe you're looking at an iced tea or iced coffee. Either way, hope you're doing well. You're relaxed, you're prepared, you're ready to get in the word. That's what we're here for today. We are here to study God's word pull out so many truths from God's Word. His Word literally cannot be depleted. It does not uh, ever return void. It is the living Word. And every scripture, every bit of it uh, is good for us, good for doctrine, good for reproof, good for so much uh, for us to take from this and apply to our lives and help us to live as God wants us to live. He gave us the book, amen, and I'm just here to help study it with you. So we're in Psalm 50, and we are in the third part of a four-part series, studying Psalm 50. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, Psalm 50 has kind of two themes or structures to it. It's got uh, God's power, strength, and um, the idea of being obedient to him is more important sacrifice. And then it's got his judgment, again, dealing with his power and strength. But his judgment and also his um uh, all-knowing nature, the idea that nothing gets past God and that everything will face judgment. And we are kind of in the bridge here, episode 3, in uh, starting in verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. And so if we look here at the, prior to verse 15, we realize um, that God is all-powerful. It says, um, verse 9, I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of the folds. Uh, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. Verse 12, one of my favorite verses here. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. That's our God, amen. If he's hungry, he's not going to tell you. He's got the world. Everything is his, amen. And this means that he's self-sufficient. He's all-sufficient. He doesn't need us. You know, when you first uh, get into church or the ministry, you think, I might be able to do something for God. Look, the only thing we can do for God is have faith, amen? When we have faith, we're justified by our faith, and that's really all we can do is have faith. And then as we have faith and we believe on God and we're saved with the Holy Spirit living within us, then that Holy Spirit, which is the third part of the Trinity, uh, the fullness of God, uh, the Godhead, the three-in-one Godhead, when we have that Holy Spirit living within us, then God will start doing things through us. But even then, it's God doing it. It's the Holy Spirit doing it. And so if I launched a, um, a homeless mission uh, where we our church is in Lincoln, North Carolina, and we ministered to homeless people and people that uh, were de dealing with problems because they were now without a home. And I understand that home prices are going up so high and rents are going up so high that a new group of people may be coming into that fold as well that uh, we have never seen before, families and such. And so I understand this. If I were to ever do this, and Lord knows I'd like to, if I did it, and I, some souls were saved, would I take credit? I could not take credit. God saved them, amen. God did that. So 
It's not me opening up the shelter. It's God doing that through me. Uh, today here, as I preach, it's not me preaching to you. It's God doing it through me. It's the Holy Spirit doing it through me. How do I know that? Because I've repented before the Lord. I've asked God to help me. I've asked God by the working of the Holy Spirit to preach through me what he'd have his people to know about Psalm 50 and his strength and his power and his judgment. Uh, because I've asked God to not allow me to put myself into this, but to allow him to work through me. So that's a, an understanding, a fundamental principle is that God gets the glory, amen? And we see here in verse 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Now this is such a great verse. And call upon me in the day of trouble. That is step one. I will deliver thee, that's God. God will deliver you, that's step two. And thou shalt glorify me, that's step three. Step one, you're in a day of trouble, who do you call? You call God, amen? Now think about this, how does the world approach this? Think about how the world approaches their day of trouble. You know, I've heard this reference before, and I can't remember exactly where, but I've heard this reference that the modern, even the modern church a lot, but definitely just general popular culture, they look to God as kind of like an SOS last resort. And so they have a problem, and they're going to go to the world for answers, the world's counselors, the world's wisdom, the crowd, um, popular people or popular books and so forth. Okay, they, they have that problem. They're in trouble. That, that didn't work, right? They're going to go to worldly people or whoever else they can, right? And then as a last resort, if they're on a sinking ship and they don't know what else to do, they're going to call out to God and say, oh, God, could you help me, right? <laughs> now, that is so perverted and so awful and so wrong. Because truly, what we need to do, especially those of the faith, those that have accepted Christ as Savior and quote-unquote made him Lord, then we don't even take the quotes off of making him Lord and really make him Lord and go to him in our day of trouble. That means we go to him early. We seek the Lord early while he can be found, amen. We go to God first, okay? you got a problem. I don't care if it's your car breaking down or your spouse is upset or you're, you have a problem at work or your kids are driving you crazy or all the above. Whatever it is, you go to God first. You call upon him in the day of trouble. And as a believer, you have faith, right? You're justified by faith. That's all you can do. You're justified by faith. You're delivered out of that trouble. It says here, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee. I will deliver thee. God will deliver you. That's what that's. So we see in this psalm here, you've got um, the psalmist writing, the mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. And so we have kind of mentioning God in the third person. But then the psalmist writes in the first person, will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? And then again, uh, you know, we've got verse 15 where he says, I will deliver thee. So this is just referencing God still in Psalm 50. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee. And so God will deliver us. And, you know, there's other scripture, and I can't think of the verse right off my head, but it's essentially, um, the, 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 I think it's out of Proverbs, the righteous will face many snares, and I will deliver them out of them all. And it's the same idea, is that, you know, when you live for God, you face many trials, many snares, many traps, many troubles, uh, many uh, persecutions, many tribulations. You, you go through a lot, Amen. Uh, Paul wanted to live for God and spread the gospel. You see how hard his life was, amen. Uh, there's many, uh, all the disciples pretty much were martyred, right? You see how hard their lives were. Uh, you know, you see people that are sold out to God. I'm on some of these newsletters 
I got a, a, a missionary in Honduras, a brother over there in Honduras, sold out to the Lord uh, and dealing with medical issues. His wife got very, very sick, uh, dealing with issues with the, the, the government, uh, not uh, being able to leave for respite, uh, dealing with issues uh, with not having a building, uh, and just manifest issue after issue after issue after issue. And what you'll see is the testimonies of these missions will prove that God delivers them out of all of these snares. His wife is healed. I believe the Lord's going to give him a building real soon. His ministry is growing. Amen. Souls are being saved. I'm so excited for him. Amen. I wish we could have that kind of uh, report card locally, you know, when you see these missions. But that's another message. But I love the letters. People being saved. Amen. Lives being changed. I love it. Amen. And, and we have to thank God for all of that. He'll deliver us out of our snares, out of our problems. And then we have the third part of this verse, thou shalt glorify me. Psalm 50, verse 15. This is not like you should glorify me. Maybe you could glorify me. This is a command, amen. God is commanding us to give him the glory. And oh, how man wants to take the glory. They want to sit there and say, you know what? This is something I did and I deserve credit. Let's talk about me. You know, and that's sad. And I'll say this, if I watch a church service, I'll see something online or I'm attending one. If I'm not uh, preaching that Sunday at my church, oftentimes, was well, God's church, amen, that he's pointed me over. Uh, oftentimes, if they're just talking about themselves or they're just talking about someone else and it's not the Lord and it's all about people, that really bothers me because God should be getting the glory in all these things. We don't come to church to worship man. We come to church to worship God, amen? And not just any God, but the God, Jehovah God, the three-in-one God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen? Alpha and Omega, beginning to end, that is who we come to worship. That is who we give praise to. And that is the God that delivers you if he so chooses. And so if you've been delivered from something, and in your day of trouble you called out to him and he delivered you, then please give him praise. Give him praise quietly. Give him praise publicly. You can praise him in your prayers. I think it's very important to praise him in your prayers. Praise him in your quiet time. Praise him to your friends and family. And then praise him publicly. How about a testimony? You can write a testimony. Uh, you can text it out. You can put it on social media. Make a video. you got a phone. you got a video camera. Most people do uh, with these phones. You can live stream it. You can record it. Get the word out and tell others just how good God is, amen, and tell others that God is the one that deserves the glory. Because maybe someone looks up to you and says, you know what, they're giving God the glory. I should do that. And they become convicted. And I think we've all been in that place where you see some Christian on fire for God giving God the glory about something, and you say, oh, man, I should give God the glory for those things. I, I haven't quite done that, amen. I might have been taking credit for myself. God deserves the glory, and God is an almighty God that, that not only deserves the glory, but oftentimes, if he doesn't get the glory, then comes his judgment. Then comes his judgment. We see here, verse 16, the very next verse. But unto the wicked God saith, What hast thou to do to declare my statutes, or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? seeing thou hatest instruction, and casteth my words behind thee. Now, God is speaking to the Israelites here, but how about today's people? How about right now? Those that hate instruction and casteth his words behind them. Now, if you're going to preach a Bible-based message like this, your viewership could be pretty small. Your listenership could be pretty small. 
because people don't want instruction. You know, preaching about sin and hell is not that popular these days because people don't want to hear it. They want to hear the opposite. They want to hear things that tickle their ears, things that tell them that their lifestyle is okay, things that basically make the world in the way that it is part of the church. And those two things should be completely at odds. That's what people want to hear. And they hate true instruction. Um, I always would be mad about these false preachers and be like, how, you know, God's got to judge them. God's got to judge them. And then as I studied this and, and I've heard it, I've heard teaching on this before that these false preachers are there as a judgment on, um, these congregations. So God's basically said, you're of a reprobate mind. You don't really want to know me. You hate instruction. If you cast my words behind you, you don't live by that at all. You're out for yourself. You, you, you have idolatry in you, blah, 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 on and on and on. I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you that ear tickler. And so God put those ear ticklers in place for a reason. And it's judgment on those people. And when you think of it that way, it's really scary because then you look at them and you say, wait a minute, God uh, allowed that or appointed that? But then you look at the congregation that's just salivating for that good news message. And I'm not talking about the gospel, which is good news, but they want their worldly good news. And when you start talking about a blood-bought salvation, we start talking about the redemption of sin, we start talking about the depravity of man, a lot of people get uncomfortable. And that's what God's saying here. And he's saying this very close to the scripture about him delivering people because he delivered the Israelites and he's delivered us. He's given us breath for another day. He's given us another day. And what are we doing to praise him? Think about that here today. What are we doing to praise God? Do we love his word? Do we, are we willing to admit that we're sinners in need of a Savior? Thank you so much for listening. We're going to get to part four in the next message. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.